Welcome to Sharon Feelings. My name is Chris Sharon. Thanks so much for tuning in to episode two of Sharon Feelings. In this episode, I'm on the phone with my friend Chris Rad. Chris and I met back in 2016 working for Disney Cruise Line. Our conversation begins by discussing his job as a personal assistant to actress and model Ruby Rose and his recent move to Vancouver. Enjoy. When I was done with our contract, I went back to L.A. and I just really didn't want to serve. And so I started working for WAG and she was using it and then she liked me. I didn't know who she was. And I started walking the dogs three days a week and then like five days a week. And then she moved and was getting busier. And then she asked me if I would be interested in being a part-time personal assistant. And that was, what, like three years ago now? So I've known her for a a while and I've been her assistant for like going on two. And now I'm completely full-time, moved to Vancouver, meeting the cast. Like, you know, I'm I'm in it. Yeah, yeah. It's, It's insane how it went from like literally you walking her dog to like she trusts you with her life yeah i know and you know i'm, I'm grateful that she, she does because i'm a good person to do that and like i, I kind of am the same, same way with people i trust people until they show me otherwise you know yeah we were always really i think that's how we connected so quickly we're just both that way in terms of opening ourselves up to everybody and everything how did that influence that relationship that you made with ruby in a professional um, way well, i guess because it's so weird being a personal assistant i feel like it's mixing professionalism with friendshipism. totally it's like it's one of the most unique jobs and it's it's i mean i feel like i'm perfect for it because you definitely have to walk the fine line of like boundaries and even to this day it's like i'm her friend on one level but then i also won't pry too much about her personal life like i wait till she comes to me about some stuff because she's also my boss so it's an interesting like line but I'm really good at reading people and I can kind of tell when she's having days when she wants to be more alone and doesn't want to be bothered and then there's days when maybe she really wants to talk and so it's just kind of like a balancing act back and forth and I definitely had to learn it at first and at first I mean I'm not not gonna lie I was there was a lot of insecure moments I had because it's also one of those jobs where I don't work with other people there's no guideline to how and what I'm supposed to be doing you kind of just have to adapt to the person and their lifestyle. So at first I was always questioning why I was getting paid for what I'm doing. And I've known it for so long now that I don't feel that way. Like now I feel like I am deserving of it and, you know, all this good stuff. Wow, that's so interesting thinking about that. Because the way you're talking about it, it kind of sounds like a relationship. Started in a professional yeah. way, but at first we enter into this sort of unknown territory of like, I don't really know how to behave. I don't know where the lines are. I don't know what I should be doing or if what I'm doing is right. And then the more time you spend with somebody, the more you invest in them and the more they invest in you. And then over time, it just becomes sort of second nature how you interact with them and how, like you said, you could know what they're feeling or thinking or what they need from you or when they don't want you around or when they need you to be right there with them. And I wonder how this sort of relationship that you've created and developed, has that influenced you as a person in your own life and relationships in that way? Yeah, definitely. Well, at first, like with this job, why I think that our relationship got off to a good start was because I do work hard. So I was showing up when I need to show up. I was very consistent with that. And then just just working really hard to try to prove that I can be trusted and that I am trustworthy and that I want to be here for the 
right reasons because I'm not famous, but I'm sure I would always be kind of skeptical of people's intentions. And not only that, but not running away when I screw up or or forget something or break something or, you know, like there's been all these incidents that have happened that I didn't run away from or didn't try to pretend like it wasn't me. Like I took full ownership and apologize and try to try to fix it. I want to fix this because ultimately I want to help you and that's the end goal anyways. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's so well said. I feel like so many times people forget that relationships actually take real legitimate work, you know, like it, sometimes it's, it is just work, like hard, focused, responsible work where things aren't always going as planned and you have to take the responsibility to pick up the pieces when they fall apart and move forward and learn from past mistakes so that you don't repeat them and continue to invest in that relationship. And I got lucky in a way where I, you know, she is someone who comes from nothing. She was raised super poor, single mom, and now she still has a great head on her shoulders and treats, like I've watched her, how she treats people and talks to not only me, but, you know, strangers or people around her, her friends or people who work, other people who work for her. Mm-hmm. And I just see that she wants to do good in the world Mm -hmm. and she wants, you know, and she wants to make it a better place. And and I just bought in pretty quickly to that. What's it, what's it been like on your off time or if there's off time, just being in this brand new city far away from home and like, you don't really know anybody up there other than her. When I came out here to tour apartments for her before she moved, I kept going to the same bar or like restaurant and was just chilling there in my downtime. I was only here for like a day. And I kind of told them, I was like, you know, I'm going to be new. When I come back, I'm going to, I'm going to come back in because I need, I'm going to need friends, you know? And I've realized that the more honest you are about wanting friends, it'll find you, right? Mm. So when I came back, I went to the same bar. And so I, two of my friends, I made that way. And then the week after that, we were at Pride, hang out at Pride. And there was a group of people just on the street, just like having a blast, acting a fool. Now they're also like my group of friends out here too. I feel lucky because I do have friends out here and that was my one concern is that I wasn't going to know anyone and I was just going to be lonely Mm -hmm. other than work. One of the things I've always admired about you is like your just sort of innate ability to make friends like so quickly and so genuinely. So I think that a reason why I have a lot of genuinely great friends is because that's what I give as a friend and I work hard at doing it but I try to be honest I try to always you know I don't think that any of my friends ever have to guess with me and not only that but it raises my standards to friends because again similar to Ruby I evaluate how they talk to people their views on life if they're generally positive Mm -hmm. I just kind of evaluate that at first to see how much energy I want to put in yeah you're a good role model for me in that way I think because sometimes I can jump so like head first into a friendship or a relationship and just sort of before I'm even able to get my feet on the ground, I don't even know where I am. You know, I feel like I've just invested so much of myself so quickly in this other person. I think that real genuine relationships, like you're saying, they really do take some time to just sort of navigate through, especially when you're meeting somebody for the first time. 
I think maybe it's it's a fear of being alone that sort of drives this pressure almost inside of me to grab a hold of something meaningful. You know, I can remember even when I was like a little kid, I wanted to be with somebody so special and have this meaningful connection that all of a sudden I was in these situations that weren't actually genuinely made. They were just manifested in my head and these people and these relationships couldn't follow through you know, the longevity of it was so limited because... You know, you got to let them meet you halfway, too. I think that kind of... You dive in head first, and then you look back sometimes, and they're just, like, dipping their toe in. Which is not bad. People just have different ways. I'm just sure that you may have gotten hurt more along the way or disappointed along the way. I think that the world needs people like you to show other people that it's okay to be that loving and, and that open and honest. I wish there was a way to sort of show how to give and receive that love. I feel like shouldn't that be something that is more fundamental in how we are raised as human beings? Maybe I'm lucky that I grew up with such loving parents that I was never afraid to give and show love. Maybe that's a part of it. And I want to be able to pull that out of other people too. Right. And I I bet you do more than you know. You just have to remember that people also show love differently than you. That's so important, I think. You have to know yourself to know how you operate, but then every other person you encounter, you have to be flexible in how you give that love and share that and receive it. And I think that's sort of the complexity, that the time that it takes to form those relationships. I think that's where it comes in. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, I think... Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> I wanted to bring it back a little bit to like talking about how things sort of fell into place for you in terms of this job and everything. It just reminded me of the law of attraction. Yeah, I still completely believe in it. It's more so like, to me, it's karma also, you know. For me at least, I've been in situations and jobs and places that I didn't like and that didn't really feed my soul at all. And I would complain or I'd be depressed and I wouldn't really be aware of how much it was affecting me. And I just made a promise to myself that I would stop complaining. And for me, that meant serving just because it made me miserable. So I, I started trying to focus inward. And I think that what my problem was I'm, I'm a giver. So I've never really taken the time to help myself or to figure out what and what I wanted or to just be more aware of the thoughts that I was thinking about myself or other people every day. So so it's a process. It's deciphering that and figuring out what I want to be thinking about myself, how I want to be treating people. And how this relates back to like the law of attraction is when you make that decision, it all comes down to a decision, and you start treating people kinder, and you start doing things that make you happy as opposed to miserable, and you start telling yourself kind things about yourself and, and building up that confidence, then is when I started realizing that things are just attracted to you. Like the positive things are more attracted to you. Friendships, my job, and just like how I feel about myself now, I feel like a completely different person than when we were both working for Disney. And why I think you and I really got along is because that, that was the beginning of my journey of this whole process of how to move forward in like a positive way. But that meant stepping out of my own way. It's hard for people to understand because they they want instant gratification, and it's it doesn't work like that. It's not just like if I think that I want a hundred bucks, I'm gonna have a hundred bucks. You know, the real challenge in it is 
you've got to feel like you already have it before you do. And that, I think, is the tricky thing for people because we use our senses to kind of make us feel like we're separate from everything. But you start feeling connected to every everything in the world, you know, everything, everyone, everything, and you start feeling like, like you already have these things, that's when they start appearing in your life. It is important to feel that connection to the world to like the universe to what is surrounding us all of life to feel that connection you feel your relationship to it and the more like aware you are of it the more you realize how present you are in it and by feeling just that connection you feel like anything that you decide could be possible and that in addition to the specificity of what you want envisioning specifically where you see yourself, who you want to be, what you want to have, that in tandem with your place in this world, being present, being aware, feeling that connection, that's how you manifest whatever it is you want to become. And it is active. It's very, It's not like you said, sitting back and saying, oh, I, I wish I had a million dollars. It's waking up every day, making that choice, deciding who it is you want to be, what it is you want to do, and actively searching for that, actively seeking that. And by being a good person, as you're connected in the world, you reach out and, you know, with that specific goal in mind, and the people and the things and the opportunities that will provide it for you sort of reach back, I feel, over time. Yeah, they're more, they become more of a side effect. It's more like these things, just you start having these things because you're doing the, the internal work. These past few years, the thing I've been really focused on has been detaching myself from my thoughts and realizing that I'm not my thoughts. And so I think that for me, a lot of the work came to, and I still am doing this every single day in my brain, I'm thinking thoughts that are not benefiting me. And I have to take a second and shut myself up. And I think that's where your will comes in. That's directly related to what you were saying earlier about how you had all these negative thoughts about people and places and where you were and jobs that you had. And yeah. you were self-doubt. So, like, these yeah. are human. This is what everyone goes through. Everyone has these same problems. That is exactly what we're talking about with like feeling connected to the world. Everybody is experiencing negative thoughts that are trying to prevent them from engaging in changing. something more. Yeah, changing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because it's think, uncomfortable. Yeah. Your, your, body, your brain wants to stay exactly where it's at because it, it's, it's known. It's the known, but nothing ever changes in the known. That right there is the challenge. If we can just focus, if we can just accept that any change we want to make is going to come with discomfort and fear because it's reaching out of what we know already, if we can just accept all of that, I wonder if change would just be more accessible to us. I think that it's a snowball effect. you got to start small, right? Start on a small scale. Make tiny changes. Outbeat your brain a couple times throughout the day. Shut yourself up if you're saying something negative. You know, you can have just small goals throughout the day, like make a, make a stranger smile or I'm going to eat healthier. I'm going to go to the gym. And then when you feel your brain trying to stop you and being like, Ugh, I don't feel like it, and you're able to overcome that, that's a win right there. And I think that another thing that people don't do is when that happens and you can't overcome it, you got to take a moment to pat yourself on the back. you got to be your, your biggest supporter, even on a small scale like that, because then what happens 
is the more and more you do that, then it starts becoming fun. You're like, what can can I change in my life? Like you see the world as play because you start seeing how your decisions are directly affecting your life, and then you start feeling like you're in control of it. I've gone through a time in my life where you know my mid twenties were really difficult, and I was completely lost, and I had no idea what I was doing or where I was going. And I, it was hard. If you were to have this conversation with me back then, I would have been like, "Yeah, whatever, okay." Because how how do you think you could feel good about yourself? You know, it's one thing to be like, it's got to start within, but that's easier said than done. I think that maybe where it starts is you got to start being a good person, and you got to take action that supported that you can look back and be like. When you start realizing that you're doing them, and you start trying to do more good things, that's when you start really loving yourself because you're showing yourself that you are a good person. It takes work; it's not just going to happen. Now, I think what a challenge that a lot of people have is they, and I do this too. Everyone does this: is they judge themselves. You're going to have different days, right? So you really have to just be honest at how you feel about yourself. And this is a kind of a question I've been asking myself every single day when I wake up. I just kind of ask myself: it's just to check in and see how I'm feeling about myself today. And then my brain might start playing, but you can't judge yourself because that's not going to help. I feel like a huge tendency is people just kind of shut off throughout the day. They just resort back to again the known and the past, and that's the trap that I think a lot of people are in. And I think that now it's difficult because you can reach for your phone and you can check Instagram and you can you know look at Facebook and you feel really connected, but you're not actually connected. Right, you're sort of seeing life. Through this very particular sculpted lens, rather than actually stepping outside and being a part of life, you in know? the present moment, right? Yeah, being in the present moment, I think, is is the most is very difficult for people. And for me, what it came down to is gratitude. For me, to stay present is to figure out what I have in my life right now that I'm grateful for, whether that be people, whether that be things. Or your job, it's really difficult to be unhappy in a state of gratitude. And again, that's a practice. That's not something that you're just going to wake up and be like, "I'm grateful." You have to stop yourself and, and tell yourself why you're grateful. Then, before you know it, it's second nature to invest in those positive thoughts rather than those negative ones. I mean, we're not sitting here trying to claim that those negative thoughts are just going to disappear one day. And I don't think that's what life is. I don't think that the point of life is to be happy. I think the point of life is to feel it in its entirety. So there's going to be negative things to life. Like you're not going to be able to control the things that happen to you, but you can change how you respond to it. I do believe that it's important to remember that the fortitude that we can build within ourselves as an individual person is paramount. We're always sort of like reaching outward and spreading ourselves too thin and imagining things that aren't real and trying to be things that we're not. It's just all very confusing and chaotic in a way and to return to that central self and realize that it's about sort of building these bricks within ourselves to be strong and focused and loving of ourselves and focused on ourselves. I think that's something yeah. we need to return to. You know, now it's it's all like consumerism, right? We're kind of taught to live and lack that we won't be happy unless we have this thing. We're conditioned to believe that to be true. When you're grateful and happy with yourself, it's like you already have everything. You are enough. Just you're whole right there. So how could you possibly want more? Exactly. Because 
at the end of the day, if you think about life in a materialistic way like that, you'll never have enough because there will always be something new. Yeah, it's not cause and effect. You don't want to be chasing happiness. You don't want to be chasing all these things to then be happy. That's not how it works, but it's really internal. You never, if you keep chasing all these things, it's, you're never going to be happy. Was it like Jim Carrey who said, I hope everyone can be rich, be famous, and do all the things they ever wanted to then realize that that's not what it's about. You know, I think it's a process, though. It's not just, you got to unlearn before you learn sometimes. So I think that awareness of yourself, that's why I've kind of taken up meditation and because, you know, you shut off all your senses and you start realizing the bullshit that you're telling yourself or what's popping up in your head that you're focusing on because where you place your attention is where you place your energy. So when you shut off your senses and you start realizing, oh, I'm, I'm saying a lot of negative stuff about myself or I'm really worrying about this thing, you got to do that process to unwire before you then start programming thoughts and actions that you want to have. Absolutely. Okay, awesome. Yes. So just to wrap things up, I want to bring us back to Sharon's closing questions and start with question number one, which is, what is one word you would use as a synonym for love? Giving. Awesome. Next question is, what is one aspect of your personality that you're proud of and one that you would want to improve? I am very proud that I have a lot of empathy. I think as a man, especially, not every guy likes, they think it's weak to feel, but I really, really love people. Just helping and sharing with them and and being supportive of other people, so I'm really proud of that. One thing about me that, I, that I'm constantly trying to change is I have perfectionist tendencies and I use that as an excuse to not do things or make different choices in my life that would benefit my life. So I use it to stop myself sometimes and that's been a constant battle but something I'm getting better at. Awesome. So last question is what are three defining words that make up a man? I think strength, but not in the physical term. I think just being loving and supportive is strength also, and bravery, and kindness. I love that, man. Strength, bravery, and kindness. Dude, thank you so much. I want everybody listening to know that Chris and I have not spoken in quite some time for no bad reason or anything, yeah, just life but it happens. it feels like it's been a, a it literally feels like it's been a day. Like, I wish I could explain or show this, like, feeling right now. Well, and I'm, yet... I'm having hardcore flashbacks to Norway <laughs> and, and just talking. <laughs> like, seriously. And it's just, I appreciate you so much for just taking the time out of your busy schedule to just talk and share your thoughts. And this is the whole point of all this, to just showcase that we can just sit here and talk and I'm so thankful for you, and just thank you. Thank you. I think this is very important, and like I said earlier, I think the world needs more people like you who are very honest and open and loving unapologetically, you know? I think you're a great role model for people. Thank you, Chris. You are such a good friend to me. Thank you for being here. Thank you, everyone listening. This is another episode of Sharing Feelings. Talk to you soon.